0: Hey guys, I'm Jessica Valenzuela, a wedding and events planner and designer for engaged couples and your host for the Notches a Planner podcast. This podcast is all about educating you how to properly plan your special day to prevent any mishaps or red flags from arising. I don't sugarcoat anything. All advice and suggestions here are purely based on experience, so if you're ready to dive deeper into planning your wedding, you are in the right place. Here, you'll find episodes that are informative, educational, and fun. So sit back with a coffee or wine in one hand and a pen in the other. We're talking about all the raw and real-life conversations of what it really takes to plan your wedding. Hey, guys. I am so glad to be back. It's 2022, and we are here Starting the new year off, right? Likely, we are just um, almost ending proposal season. And um, that is when people are getting proposed from probably let's say Halloween till even Valentine's Day. We had just ended New Year's Eve and this month a lot of people are going to start asking questions and planning their wedding for 2022, 2023 and so on. So I wanted to come here on this podcast and make a very special episode for you on simple ways to start planning your wedding. Although things can be easier said than done, here is a list of things that I think is how you should start planning your wedding. So the very first thing that we should do is talk about the budget. Talk about it with your spouse and or family members that are contributing to the wedding. Are you willing to spend X amount of money per guest? These are things that need to be discussed and you know talk about how you will distribute the budget like what percentage are you willing to spend per vendor that you bring on it's very important to cover these things before anything else and starting the wedding the next thing is the date so talk about the season that you want to get married with a fiance i know sometimes it's so hard to be hung up on a certain date a date that's so special to you and your fiance, when you guys first started dating, when he asked you to be, he or she asked you to be their boyfriend or girlfriend, you know, certain milestones that you guys have in your relationship, and you really, really want to get married on that specific date, I would highly suggest to not get so hung up on a date but more on the season that you would want to get married as a fiance. Some people also really like numbers and February 2nd, 2022 is a very popular date. And also February 22nd, 2022 is also a popular date with a bunch of twos. So when you are so caught up in a date and you have a very specific date that you want to get married in, The reason why I say that is because it's going to be a lot harder for you to find a venue where that date is open. You definitely can get lucky and find a venue, but so many people uh, have booked out months in advance, and especially from the COVID brides who had to postpone their wedding in 2020, hoping that maybe in 2022 things would eradicate. And we're still here in the pandemic, dealing with the COVID virus. So. Um, you have so many postponements from other brides in 2020, 2021, and now in 2022, as I record this podcast, I really hope that you would consider a certain season, whether that would be winter, spring, summer, or fall, and think about that season that you want to get married in because you would probably have a better likely chance of having that availability. Um, And sometimes, depending on the season, it can be more cost efficient. So number three is your guest count. So any time that you are going to be asking a vendor or venue certain questions about the wedding, they're going to ask you, what is your budget and what is your guest count? Those are the two main questions. So aside from setting your budget and knowing what season you want to have your wedding, Guest count is very important. You should invite guests who you truly want to be there to spend your wedding day with. If it's your budget, it's based on your own guest count and the people that you would be wanting to pay money on because if you like it or not, when you really look at the logistics of it, each table, each chair, each place setting, each food or meal that you're paying for is per person. So if you add in, let's say, 10 people, that's an additional table. And if you subtract 10 people, that's a table taken out. Those are 10 meals taken out. And when you know the numbers and you know how much money you're spending per meal, let's say $130 um, taking out 10 meals, that's $1,300, right? I think, let me do the math. (laughs) Um, But remember that, The more higher your guest count is, the more expensive it will be, which also depends on the budget and where you're at with things, because food, the bar, and the venue will be the most important and highly expensive items that you will purchase for your wedding day. Number four would be the style or theme. So really hone in with your fiance and choose a theme that represents your love story. It should be reflected on the, the color palette, all the decorations, or maybe the venue in general. You can do little nitty gritty details in there, like the programs, certain materials. Um, choose something that will make your day very special and rememberable. I'll give you an example. I had a gorgeous bride who her and her fiance loved books. So they had a storybook theme. But instead of having a cliche books and like a rose kind of more towards Beauty and the Beast style, they wanted to incorporate that book theme that would be hinted in very fine details, but it wouldn't be so obvious. So what we did was we had their menu cards printed out that looked more like a library card. We had their escort um, display where they were bookmarks and the guests can take the bookmark to where their seat would be and these are little nitty things that you can add to your wedding if your budget allows it that would be you know all in the details but it would be very similar if not very eye-catching to your theme and i think it also also depends on how much you care about those things if you're someone who really really wants all of those little fine details amazing but if you're someone who's very simplistic and is just like i just want to get married that's also okay too but make sure that you do at least have a color palette of three to five colors and you'll be golden okay so five is the wedding party whether you have a wedding party or not not to say that it's necessary you definitely don't have to a lot of my clients, in fact, aren't really doing wedding party th- parties these days, but there are clients who just cannot get married without their posse, their squad, you know who they are, and so I want to reiterate that in a wedding party, it doesn't have to be a specific gender. It should be on relationships. I don't believe that it has to be, if you're a woman, then it has to be on the left side. And if you're a man, then it has to be on the right side. Very, very old school and traditional ways. And we're here in 2022. And it's totally okay to be in the LGBTQ community and to love on the same sex and to also get married And that if you have friends who are the opposite gender, but they're your best friend, I don't think it makes sense for them to be on like the other side. So like, let's say, whether you're a same sex couple, or maybe you are a bride and groom, and you have a gay best friend, he doesn't need to be on the groom side, he can definitely be on your side and that that your wedding party doesn't have to only wear dresses, they can wear suits if they want to. Same thing with your groomsmen or groomsmaids. (laughs) I feel like in 2022, really setting the tone on being aware on the, what do you call it, the um, terminology that we use, because You don't have to be a man and a woman to get married and nor in your wedding party, do they have to be of a certain gender to be on standing on whatever side. So when you select your wedding party, just be sure that these are people that you want there on your special day. If you're having a large wedding party, too many hands can be in the cookie jar and it can get really tense. Sometimes it's better to have no wedding party at all or to keep it really, really small at four people per side. All right, so those are the very first five things that I would do to start planning your wedding. The second tier of it would be to find the right vendor team, okay? So when you're finding the right vendor team, you would wanna go first and foremost to the venue. Aside from everything else you have to plan from the wedding the venue is one of the hardest tasks to accomplish, because it is very hard finding a venue that fits your needs that's within your budget and can carry a certain guest count and date. Um, although there are numerous venues out there. There's so many rules and regulations and so many different key points to venues that there might be a preference over one thing than the other. So finding a venue, just make sure that after you do step one through five, you really begin on on finding a venue. Um, And that is why you have that budget in place and you have the guest count in place. So you know if the venue can fit at least that many people. The venue will complement your style and vibe. So once when you booked your venue already, the rest of your wedding planning will be a lot easier because in order to book other plan another to book other venues or vendors they're going to ask you where's the wedding being taking place and without knowing where it is and when it is you don't have a wedding so go over this with your fiance and look at those venues do venue tours and it's going to be time consuming really time consuming and in fact but once when you find that venue that fits both of what you want, I swear, it's going to take a huge weight off your shoulders. The next thing would be to hire the professionals. So, hire professionals would be your planner. Whether you're considering a planner or not, at least consider having a month of coordinator to be there to communicate with your vendor team and get all of the last minute nitty-gritty stuff done at least 30 days before your wedding. The last thing you wanna do is stress over certain things. And some people value planners and some people don't. And for people who don't value planners, a lot of them regret not, not hiring a planner and wish that they did. So don't think that day of coordinator is a thing and that you can just hire someone to coordinate your day and make sure it goes seamlessly and give them all of these tasks the night of it takes so much more than that it's a lot of hours of work of communicating and to construct timeline and make sure that the floor plan matches your vision and that there are no hazardous things in the way that can cause a fire there's so many logistics to it that's like a different episode to talk about but anyways um When you hire professionals, first and foremost, you want to hire a planner, whether it be a full planner, partial planning, someone who does wedding management and can be there at least 30 days prior to really help you because likely it's your first time planning your wedding and you're just going with the win. You're literally just going off of what you see on TikTok and Pinterest and you're like, I've got this. But deep down inside, you're like, I really hope that I've got this. (laughs) So next is your caterer. The DJ, lighting, your photographer, your videographer, your stationary items, your dress, all of these things. And when you're hiring your vendor team, you really, really want to make sure there are certain things that they have done before. One, you really want to make sure that they have done it for a while if not at least 10 times, that is their 10th wedding. They have ample experience. They have certificate of insurance. They actually have business insurance because you don't want to get sued if someone gets hurt. And these are all things that your planner should be able to already discuss with these vendors. But when you make sure you have a very, very good vendor team, it goes a long way, and it really makes everything go much seamless it's not only on the planner, it's a whole team of people to help make your day as special as can be. And when you have your vendor team down as soon as possible, then things get a lot more simple and less stressful. So when you get your caterer, the eighth one would be food. Um, This depends if your venue actually like has a vendor on site, like let's say that they have their own catering team that they work with or you have to bring the food in on yourself, um, you want to make sure that you hire the catering team and the bartender. Those are the two biggest things um, aside from the venue that will cost the most. And you also want to ask them if they have a minimum that you have to meet when you order these foods and drinks. Some of them do, some of them don't. But make sure that you do your research and you also get a tasting appointment. So you make sure that you agree and really wanna hire them and that the food tastes yummy for your guests. The ninth one is your photographer and videographer. And this is so crucial I cannot stress how important it is to have a very good photographer and videographer team. These are the people that are going to capture your special day and ultimately the most important moments throughout the wedding. You're going to be looking back on this. You're going to have photos in your house and you get to pass this down to generations from generations if you plan on having children. And so it's really important that Not only do you hire a photographer, but a videographer. A photographer captures one millisecond of that time. And that's at a great moment, but a videographer captures it in real time. And going back in videography and going back at your whole special day and rewinding it from a two minute, maybe 10 minute video capturing all these moments from an eight hour wedding you'll bring tears to your eyes, and it is something that a lot of brides also do regret doing is not hiring the videographer. So I truly believe that photographers and videographers are of equal importance. And if you're getting ready off-site or you're getting married at a church and you have multiple places to be at, I would highly suggest that you require your or you hire a team of photographers and videographers that will have a second shooter. You would wanna have a photographer for you and a photographer and videographer for him. So whether it's a photo and video team, if the photo and video are two separate people, that at least they have an assistant to be there to capture those moments. And it actually really saves a lot of time. The more photos and videos, the better. And the third step, and final tier <laughs> to planning your wedding, I would say is the dress. So, further into planning your wedding, all of the nitty gritty things, all of the signs, all of the DIY things that you might want to do, um, getting your favors, and on all of those things, those are all equally important. But the last and final thing to planning your wedding, that is the dress, the attire or the tux, whatever you're comfortable wearing, whatever you choose to wear for your wedding, you wanna ensure that it everything is aligned and ready to go at least eight weeks before your wedding day and you have all the alterations done. Um, and so whether you're planning on wearing a dress or a tux or you know even for your spouse, like it, it is important to be able to at least get your guys' both attire um and you're not searching around last minute some people will get their attire first thing before when they engage they'll start going dress shopping and what have you and some will actually just wait until last minute so um i really hope that these tips helped you and i cannot wait to record the next one and hopefully help you plan your wedding so if you have any questions comment below um, hopefully you can like this post or give it a five-star rating. Um, and I will see you guys at the next one. Thank you. Bye. Congratulations for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. I am so grateful for you. And if you have any questions or subject suggestions, please feel free to email me at hello at not just All right. Until next time. Happy planning.